This is the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. We have assembled the world's finest sports and trivia dorks to prove once and for all that we are just as bad at this as we were at sports. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. Sports trivia for those of us who rode the pine. I'm your host, Eric, and today's game will be pitting Benchwarmer team of Mason and Dan versus Benchwarmer JJ and newcomer Andy Newfelt. Welcome to the bench, Andy. Uh, why don't you take a minute, let us know where you're from, what teams you root for, and anything else you'd like to share. So I was born and raised in uh, southeastern Wisconsin. Currently live just outside Milwaukee. So sports allegiances or anything Wisconsin, Packers, Badgers, Brewers, Bucks. That's the big four around here. And uh, the way that I'm a bench warmer is on senior night for high school football. The coach said, you were a sprained ankle away from starting so many different positions, and yet I never got to play. So I was so close, but so far. Oh, that hurts, man. <laughs> brutal. Brutal. <laughs> 14 years. Who's counting? <laughs> All right. And JJ, how are you doing today? Doing well, man. Um, just excited to play tonight. Get away from the kids. And uh, yeah, I'm just ready to, uh, to take on Dan and, and trash his team a little bit more. All right, and what's 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 the team name going to be today? <laughs> uh, our team name is going to be Fantasy Factory. Anything behind that? Just the MTV show, Rob Deerduck. I think Andy's no. drinking a Fantasy Factory beer. Oh, all right. Yep. All right, and uh, Mason and Dan. Mason, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. This is the first time that uh, Dan and I've teamed up together, so I'm excited to see how it goes. Playing injured tonight. <laughs> sprained ankle i had a really really long day and i'm uh, i'm tired so I'm, you're not getting you're not getting best dan tonight oh darn average dan's still better than most <laughs> yeah <laughs> a lot of you don't know this i'm i'm a uh, administrator for a for a child care and um if you've ever worked with kids before or if you've if you've never worked with kids before um to explain what i do um i i basically herd cats and um if you take that job of herding cats and then also add on top of that making the cats wear masks and socially distance themselves that's what i've been doing all day today so i'm tired i'm really tired tonight so with that our team name tonight is going to be herding cats excellent (laughs) so i'm gonna i'm gonna do my best to make this an easy game for everybody and by easy i mean not as hard as dj cooper questions so well, you can ask about him now. That's okay. Fine. Uh, well, you you want to you want to no. go for that? No. <laughs> All right. Now on to the rules. We will be starting off with the tailgate to warm up the teams. This will be followed by four quarters of play, each with a different trivia style. The styles of quarters one through three will change from show to show, and I will explain them as we go along. Like any good sporting event, we will have a halftime show after the second quarter with entertainment questions pertaining to sports. And in the fourth quarter, our teams will wager from the points they've accumulated to see who are today's clipboard captains to be honored like the true benchwarmers they are. All right, let's get this game underway. It's time for the tailgate consisting of three warm-up questions worth 10 points each. And I'd like to give a a shout out to a bench member, Byron, um, who actually gave me an idea, gave me one of these questions, and I kind of ran with it for the tailgate theme here. So what I'm going for today is uh, transferred players. 
So I'm going to give you a name of a player and the college they finished with. And I, what I want from you is the school they transferred from. So that example is going to be Joe Burrow finished up at LSU and he transferred from anybody? Ohio State. There you go. The Ohio State. The Ohio State. <laughs> That's for you, Bombeck. <laughs> All right. Question one. Kyler Murray drafted out of Oklahoma. I trust you on that one. Go for it. All right. We'll go ahead and check in. All right. Herding Cats is checked in. Fantasy Factory, talk about. Yeah, Andy, I'm uh, almost 98% sure it's uh, Texas A&M. Texas A&M to Oklahoma? Yeah, he was a, a highly recruited dude. Um, then he got into a, uh, like a, shoot, they were fighting for the starting position. Um, we call that a quarterback battle. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was going for. I wanted to say a fight, <laughs> but then like <laughs> physically fighting each other. I thought he was about to tell a story about something I didn't know. I'm like, wait, what did he do? <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm sure he did a lot, but uh, yeah. Short answer, uh, Texas A&M. And Herding Cats, your answer? Um, yeah, pretty quickly. I remember that he went to Texas A&M. I forgot who he's the backup to. It wasn't anyone particularly great, but uh, he was a backup for like a season or two, and then he transferred. So he also went with Texas A&M. It was the ghost of Johnny Menzel. <laughs> <laughs> he looms large there. Hey, hey, we got a big old stadium because of him. The house that Johnny built. <laughs> it wasn't there before? No, uh, it, it was very bad. And then he, I mean, he revamped that thing and it was crazy. Wow. He was out there putting like drywall up and it was it's like that Baker Mayfield commercial. <laughs> I want to say it was Allen. I think it was, yeah, Kyle Allen, actually. So both teams getting points on the first question here. The correct answer is Texas A&M. Um, transferred to Oklahoma and then sat out the 2016 season and then served as Baker Mayfield's backup for the 2017 season. Um, he was actually a baseball star for Oklahoma as well. He was drafted ninth overall by the Oakland Athletics in 2018. On to question two. Baker Mayfield drafted out of Oklahoma. I felt like you were going to ask this question because I just remembered he, he transferred. Now i got to remember where he transferred from. This is the question that was uh, given to me by uh, bench member Byron. Saying that this question came from Byron makes me think that might be right. I didn't know that was a hint. If you feel good about it, we can check in with it. Checked in? Sure. Herding Cats is checked in with confidence. And JJ and Andy, Fantasy Factory, talk it out, please. Uh, yeah, Andy and I both thought it was uh, Texas Tech, uh, another beautiful Texas school that we don't really talk about over here but we're going to check in with uh, Texas Tech Red Raiders. Checking in with Texas Tech and Herding Cats. Your answer, please. We said Texas Tech. <laughs> okay, both teams <laughs> getting their points on this. Um, the correct answer is Texas Tech. He um, played eight games for the Red Raiders, passing for 2,300 yards, 12 touchdowns, and earning him Big 12 Freshman of the Year. Was, was that the question that he sent you in the first place? Yeah. I want to say um, that Byron's from Lubbock. Oh, okay. I want to say that's where he's from. I could be wrong about that. So whoever's editing uh, this part, check first and then uh, take that part out if I'm wrong. <laughs> <laughs> or just keep it in because we like Dan being wrong. So it doesn't happen very often. It happens a lot. Let's, let's see how we do on this one. Question three, Randy Moss, who was drafted out of Marshall. And just to be clear, I need two answers. All right, let's 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 check that in then. Give them a chance to talk it out. 
Okay, herding cats checked in. Fantasy Factory. Let's hear it. Okay, so we've basically agreed that one of them is Florida State. Then I threw out there that it's a directional Tennessee or something. So one of those smaller state schools. Now we're just trying to figure out which direction and which state. Yeah, I'm not really going to have anything on this, man. Mm. I don't know. Maybe it's just the purple connection, like Eastern Carolina or something. Sounds good. I'm okay with that. All right. We'll check in with Eastern Carolina and Florida State. Okay. And Herding Cats, your answer? Well, we said Florida State because um, that's where he uh, that's where he learned how to talk trash. Yep, I remember that. Um, the other place that he was there, he was enrolled there, but I don't think he ever put on pads, but he, he was enrolled at Notre Dame. Um, so we said Notre Dame, but I'm not incredibly confident that that's the answer you were going for. But we said uh, Florida State and Notre Dame. Okay, one team getting points here. The correct answer is Florida State and Notre Dame. Um, Randy Moss actually originally signed his letter of intent to play for Notre Dame, but was denied enrollment due to some legal troubles um, from a fight in high school. He did land to Florida State, but probation violations got Moss booed from Florida State before his redshirt freshman season in 96. Wow, I had no idea. He was also considering going to Ohio State University <laughs> at one point. I think everybody considers that at one point if you have any type of ability. After the tailgate, we have a score of Herding Cats with 30 points and Fantasy Factory right behind with 20. Before we get to the first quarter, we wanted to let you know that we are on Patreon if you'd be interested in supporting us financially. Your contributions will be used to help us cover the costs that it takes to bring you the high-quality sports trivia you have come to expect from us. There's also some great perks that come with the Patreon membership to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast, including bonus episodes and Benchwarmers swag. You can find us at patreon.com slash benchwarmersTP. Thanks. Today's first quarter will be pre- and post-game. Pre and post game. For this quarter, there will be five before and after style questions. For example, if I said, what all-time leader in receptions for the Indianapolis Colts was a Notre Dame safety drafted by the Minnesota Vikings? The answer would be Marvin Harrison Smith. Each question is worth 20 points. Question one. Appearing in Reebok commercials alongside, along with Dave, winning Olympic gold medal in 1996 decathlon, who was a linebacker for the Dolphins, Bears, Jets, Patriots, and Saints, known to some for flipping the bird to fans of Buffalo. Ah, I got it. It took me a second to get to the, the, the linebacker, but we'll check in. Herding Cats is checked in. Fantasy Factory. Talk it up. I'm, I basically got nothing. I'm no in on the Olympics, and I can't think of a linebacker who's played for all those teams. Yeah, it doesn't help that he didn't give like a solid year. No, the linebacker. Yeah, Olympics is useless for me. Yeah, um, <laughs> struggle bus. Um, what are you, who I'm trying to think of like Saints linebackers, but I, I mean, Saints might have been like a final stop, like they spent most of their career elsewhere. But I mean, what we got Jets, Patriots, Bears, that's uh. And Dolphins, I think. 
I'm thinking Jonathan Vilma for the Saints, but I don't think he spent years all the way across there. Well, I know I'm pretty sure Vilma played for the Jets, but I don't have an Olympian with the last name of Jonathan. <laughs> I don't have an Olympian, period. <laughs> <laughs> Neither do I. But, oh man. I mean, it could be just like a Jean and then Jean mm-hmm. and then Jean Valjean. Nothing. Jean Valjean Vilma. <laughs> I mean, that's honestly better than what we have right now. So <laughs> All right, we'll uh We'll check in with the Jean Valjean Vilma. Yep. Sure. (laughs) Herding cats, your answer, please. All right. So uh, the first part of it, uh, it was was Dan and Dave. Um, So the Dave Johnson and Dan O'Brien. I had that one right away and I was trying to come up with the the linebacker. And I then it hit me that he had the same name as an actor from back in the day. And that's why I remembered the name. It's um, Dan O'Brien Cox. Okay. One team getting points again. The correct answer is Dan O'Brien Cox. So uh, Dan did say it. Dan and Dave was a series of uh, Reebok commercials leading up to the 92 Olympics in Barcelona and Brian Cox. Um, he did win a Super Bowl with the Patriots, I believe. And uh, famously, at least for me here, living here in Buffalo, um, walking out of the, the tunnel into the game was flipping off all the fans, giving them the bird. So enjoyable. Can you blame him though? I couldn't. I, I was on his side the whole time. So <laughs> <laughs> question two, USC quarterback with an unfortunate last name who was drafted, but never played in the regular season and was the 33rd overall pick by the Cincinnati Bengals in the 2020 NFL draft. Okay. We'll go ahead and check it in. All right. Herding Cats has checked in. Fantasy Factory, talk it up. Yeah. So I just started a Madden franchise with the Bengals. And so I know T. Higgins was the 33rd pick. And I think John David Booty, Booty Higgins is going to be what we're checking in with. All right. Checking in with John David Booty, Booty Higgins. And Herding Cats, your answer, please. I don't know why this name came to my head first, but unfortunate quarterbacks with unfortunate last names, John David Booty does fit that category. Um, and I knew the second part is definitely T. Higgins. So we also checked in with John David Booty, T. Higgins. All right. Both teams getting points. Correct answer is, of course, John David Booty Higgins. Um, John David Booty was drafted by the Vikings in the fifth round of the 2008 NFL draft. Question three 1994 Heisman Trophy finalist that played for the Titans and Ravens over a 13-year career and was a first-round bust in 2009, playing 48 career games with the Bills and Jets, recording only six sacks. We can check in. Okay, Fantasy Factories checked in. Herding Cats, talk it out. Well, the first part, Steve McNair. Yeah, it ought to be. Which means it's got to be an Aaron, right? Aaron... Yeah, because I mean, I don't unless it's Nair, but that's a really strange way to start. Yeah, I think it's got to be an Aaron. Aaron, oh, man, that was that was Matthew Stafford's draft. Yeah, Aaron Curry went in that draft, but not to either of those teams. Right, I was I had that in my head, but that I remember that's definitely it's not. He went to the Seahawks, I think. That was uh, Percy Harvin's draft. Okay, I'm just throwing this out there. What if it was Eric something? Because that would still work. It would work. I'm just trying to think of another name if it's not Aaron. It could be Steve McNarrick. It could be. You're right. Our host is Eric, so maybe he picked someone with the same name as him. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to come up with this. I, I Draft busts are not my 
my jam. I'm okay with them, but this was like right before I just started getting the football like a lot. So this was not really a time where I was keeping up with it. So Scott is screaming at his radio right now. I'm just saying, right? <laughs> I mean, we could just guess a last name. Yeah. So I, I guess if Aaron was the person who came to your head, maybe we should probably go with that. But I'd come up with a good last name for a guy named Aaron. I just name a name, Mason. I got nothing. Aaron Mason. <laughs> it's better than nothing. But I All mean. right. Let's go, let's go with Steve McNairn Mason. Okay. And Fantasy Factory, your answer, please. So I was led to Steve McNair. I was able to bring that down to Aaron. And then JJ checked in with uh, Steve McNair and Mabin. One team getting points. The correct answer is Steve McNairin Mabin. Not Mason. Aaron Mabin cashed in on one breakout season at Penn State, um, leading the Bills to select him 11th overall. Question four, and I did not realize I did this until right now that I'm about to read this. Sorry. Um, USC quarterback who spent 15 seasons in the NFL playing for five teams and having more than half of his starts with the Lions and who was a Swedish hockey player who won the Art Ross and Hart Trophy in 2003. All right, we'll check it. All right, Herding Cats has checked in. Fantasy Factory, talk it out, please. I don't know. Yeah, USC quarterbacks with more than half of their starts are the Lions. As Dan said, Matt Stafford's been there since 09, so it has to be some time before that. Trying to think of the, do you know any hockey players named Mitchell for a Scott Mitchell quarterback? I don't know any hockey players not named Gretzky. Same. I think there's a couple Lemuse and a couple Howes out there. Yeah, I'm not going to pull this one, man. I, 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 no. I don't know. Scott Mitchell Yastrzemski. All right, let's do it. Sounds great. Done. Checking in. That's points right there. <laughs> Cancer your answer, please. I remember when Mitchell Nostromsky played for the Swedish national team. He was the <laughs> beast. He uh, he played on the same line as uh, Peter Forsberg, which is how I got into this one. It took me a second on the the USC quarterback, and I went, "Wait, oh come on!" I knew. So as soon as I, I I had to think USC quarterback, then I had to think Detroit, and then I went, "Wait, wait. oh there it is! It's Rodney Peter Forsberg." Correct answer is Holly Robinson, Pete's husband, Rodney Peter Forsberg. Um, Peter Forsberg is actually part of the NHL's version of the Herschel Walker trade, um, where he was drafted by the Flyers and was part of the the trade for Eric Lindros, which basically stockpiled the Nordic slash Avalanche franchise with all the players that led to their 96 Stanley Cup. My lip is twitching because you brought up the Herschel Walker trade. <laughs> not even directly either it was fun because both of the nhl version of the herschel walker trade and the nfl version of the actual herschel walker trade has benefited me to uh super bowl and, and stanley cup championships so you have a strange definition of fun like <laughs> <laughs> mention kirk cousins <laughs> listen my friend who was a vikings fan i told him it was a bad idea he should have called somebody in minnesota to let them know but he didn't, so you can blame my friend Adam. I blame your friend Adam. There you go. <laughs> but also thank you, Adam, because I'm a Packer fan, so <laughs> Vikings misery is my joy. There you go. On to question five. Two-time World Series champion and 1993 batting champ, 
who was drafted in 2007 by the Phoenix Suns, but was traded to Portland. Let's go with that. Let's check in. Erden Katz has finally checked in. <laughs> Fantasy Factory, talk it out, please. I don't have an in on either side of this. I mean, you said that uh, 07 was the KD draft, so Greg Oden went number one. Went straight to Portland. I, I also don't have an in on the 94 batting championship. I was six. Was probably a Yankee at that time. 93. 93, sorry. So he was five, and I was not born yet. So batting title, we came up with Wade Boggs, possibly Tony Gwynn, and then Galarraga. I know he was big right around there. That's all I got for that. The Killer Bees, I think we're just starting out. So Biggio, Bagwell. Yeah, I don't think they won a batting title that early. Like I said, I was five. I got no in. I'm trying to think of who played for the Trailblazers around 07. Yeah, I don't think I'm coming up with anything here. Wade Boggs something. Wade Boggs Sammy Sosa. <laughs> the, the basketball player Sammy Sosa. Yes. <laughs> Dual threat. <laughs> yep. He was Bo Jackson. All right. Wade Boggs Sammy Sosa. Give us our points now, please. <laughs> Hurting cats. Your answer, please. All right. So uh, Andres Galarraga was one of the batting title um, winners in 93. The other one played for the uh, world champion Blue Jays, and it was John Olerud. That got us onto Rudy. And then we were having a hard time coming up with a Rudy. And then I don't know where this came from, but I started thinking about the 2012 gold medal basketball game between the U.S. and Spain of all teams. <laughs> and the Gasols were on that team. And the, the other great player on that team was Rudy Fernandez. And I seem to have remembered him from the NBA for a little while. So um, I think this might be right, but we went with John Ola Rudy Fernandez. One team getting points. Sammy Sosa, baby. <laughs> Let's go. Wow. The correct answer is John Ola Rudy Fernandez. Um, Ola Rudy is in the uh, 2020 class of the Hall of Fame in Major League Baseball. And Fernandez played for the Trail Blazers and Nuggets, and he's currently playing for Real Madrid in the Euro League. He plays soccer too? Yes. <laughs> right next to Sammy Sosa. <laughs> wow. Um, he, he does have three Olympic medals, two silvers, and one bronze. I mean, they, Spain played the U.S. really tight in that game. It was... How, but how did you get 2012? Like, I just, oh, what the... I, I knew he... I remember him being... This guy, I could not come up with a name. I remember him being European, probably Spanish. And that made me go to the 2012 team because I remember that that game so clearly. And that's where I, that's where I ended up coming up from. I'm sorry. Sanity. <laughs> I'm sorry. Bravo, man. Bravo. All right. After the first quarter, we have a score of Fantasy Factory with 60 and Herding Cats pulling away slightly with a score of 110. Today's second quarter will be debuting a new quarter style, and that quarter will style will be Sportagories. Sportagories. This quarter will consist of three categories where teams will have three minutes per category to compile a list of answers that fit in said category. 
The teams will then compare their lists and any unique answers will be worth 10 points. So question one in Sportagories. I want the 24 players with 15 receiving touchdowns in a single NFL season. So if players have done this more than once, they will only count once on the list. And the timer starts now. This is future Dan breaking in. And rather than just having you listen to the teams type back and forth with their answers, I thought I'd jump in and give you a random sports fact. Did you know? Major League Baseball umpires are required to wear black underwear while on the job, just in case they split their pants. Back to the show. So let's start at the top. So first answer, we have Randy Moss with 23 touchdowns in 2007 with the Patriots. Got him. JJ? Yeah, yeah, we got him. Number two, Jerry Rice, 22 in 1987. Got him. Got him. Number three, Mark Clayton, 18 in 1984. Got him. Nope. Number four, Sterling Sharp, 18 in 1994. I thought you'd... Got him. Got I him. Thought, I thought Dan would have that one. All right. <laughs> Number five, Chris Carter, 17 in 1995. Got him. <laughs> Number six, Bill Groman. 17 in 1961. Bombeck? Who? Bill Groman. (laughs) No, I don't have one. Uh, Uh, I'd have to have heard of him first. (laughs) (laughs) Probably a tight end or something. (laughs) Number seven, Rob Gronkowski. 17 in 2011. Got him. Got him. All right. Number eight, Elroy oh Hirsch, 17 in 1951. Nope. No, should have, should have had him, but no. Number nine, Don Hudson. <laughs> yes. 17 in 1942 with the Packers. It helps to record that episode that we do about Packers. Number 10. Carl Pickens, 17, oh, Cincinnati. In 1995. Yes, missed him. Nope. Number 11, everyone's favorite, Des Bryant, 16 in 2014. Got him. Got him. Yeah. All right. you, you got him too, guys? <laughs> yes, sir. Okay. Number 12, Braylon Edwards, 16 in 2007. Wow. Damn. Wow. Forgot about him. I, I I've completely no forgotten about Braylon Edwards. Many in a season. With the Browns, too. Keep that in mind. So so nobody who knew who threw him the ball? I think I was, it was just I was, I was gonna people. say four, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> Number thirteen, Jimmy Graham. Sixteen in 2013 with the got Saints. Him. Got him. Got him. I got Dan, him. Yeah, Dan got that one. I didn't, didn't even come to my mind. Yeah. Why do you paid like a wide receiver? Twitter to reflect pass catcher. Number 14, Calvin Johnson, 16 in 2012 with the Lions. Got him. Got him. Number 15, Mushin Muhammad, 16 in 2004 with the Panthers. 
I should have had that one. Jake DeLome. Missed Nobody? Him. No. Number 16, Terrell Owens. 16 in 2001 with the 49ers. Got him. Got him. Number 17, Art Powell. 16 in 1963 with the Raiders. Wow. We got him. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> no. Last second. Really? <laughs> wow. Nice, nice pull, Andy. Wow, nice that's... pull. I threw one more message out there. He just randomly threw out that name. Number 18, somewhere over the Dwayne uh, Bow. Mm. 15 oh, in 2010. Oh. <laughs> LSU's finest. I did not remember. Get that many in a season? That's... Yes, he did. Well, also wow. for Cleveland? That's incredible. Who was throwing him that ball? That was, no, it's Kansas Brody City. <laughs> Brody <Yeah>. Croyle. <laughs> No. <laughs> no. <laughs> <Couldn't admit. laughs> All right, number 19. Everyone's this is a household name if you ask me. Cloyce Box. Oh, I actually know who he is. He was a tight end back in the day. Like well, Cloyce is gonna be the next son's name, I'll tell you that. 15 15 touchdowns in 1952 52. with the Lions. Yep, that's could have went along that old school line with Don Hudson, like I was saying, thought about it, but I wouldn't come up with him at least. Number 20, Antonio Brown, 15 in 2018 uh, with the Steelers. Got him. No. Wow. No. Wow. Big wow. Damn. All right. Number 21, Marvin Harrison Smith. <laughs> 15. He's actually done it, caught 15 two times. Got him. We just said Marvin Harrison. Does that count? <laughs> no. We'll do it This is a married last name, Marvin Harrison Smith. Nope. Everyone knows it's Smith now. Number 22, Jordy Nelson. That's the one I just thought of. 15 in 2011 with the Packers. I failed. I'm sorry. And mm-hmm. we're on, t- on to the final two. 23 is Sonny Randall. 15 touchdowns in 1960 with the Cardinals. Targets. Okay. Nobody. All right. And the final, number 24, Andre Risen. Yep. 15 in 1993 with the Falcons. Both had that. Yeah. Dang, we had some big names that didn't get. Wait, we had that one? No, No, we didn't. I thought. Oh, you didn't? No. Oh, all right. On to question two. What I need is the 20 NBA players with five or more 50-point games. Five or more 50-plus point games. And I will be starting the timer now. It's Dan again with another random sports fact. In 1986, Danny Heap became the first player in a World Series to be the designated hitter, the DH, with the initials of dh back to the show okay time is up and here we go the 20 nba players with five or more 50 point games number one on the list with 118 games wilt chamberlain adam oh damn i'm just kidding <laughs> we got damn we got him damn in a season uh, damn. Had to get <laughs> Number two on the list with 31, Michael Jordan. Got him. Got him. Number three on the list with 25, that's Kobe Bryant. Got him. Number four on the list with 23, 
James Harden. Got him. Got him. Number five with 17, Elgin Baylor. Got him. Got him. Number six with 14, Rick Barry. Got him. Got him. Number seven with 12, LeBron James. Who? (laughs) Got him. Got him. Number eight with 11, Allen Iverson. Got him. Got him. Number nine with 11, Damian Lillard. Got him. Got him. Number 10 with 10, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Got him. Got him somewhere. Got to find him. Yeah, I, I see it. In, uh, yeah, I there see. it is. Number 11 with eight, Bernard King. Got him. Got him. Number 12 with seven, Dominique Wilkins. Got him. Got him. Dang it. <laughs> <laughs> Number 13 with six, Kevin Durant. Got him. Got him. Number 14 with six, Steph Curry. Got him. Got him. Number 15 with six, Pete Maravich. Got, Got him. 16 with six, Adrian Dantley. Oh, I met him at a uh, cheesecake factory cheesecake once. Factory. <laughs> so no, no one. No. All right. Wow. Number seven with six, Bob Pettit. Oh, another oh, LSU nope. player. But nope. Nope. And number eighteen with five, Russell Westbrook. Got him. Got him. Number nineteen with five, Jerry West. Got him. Got him. And number 20, also with five, George Gervin. Oh, missed him. Nope. We got zero uh, points. No one got any points. I had zero yeah. points on that. I had George Murison. We did so well. George Murison had to have had at least four, right? At least, but not Booker? five. I thought Booker would have had it, man. Like the wrong old George. Where was Carmelo? He had to have been really close. I think, I think he has got three. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Bringing us to the list I made for Matt. I thought he was playing, so sorry. Oh, boy. Jesus. Old. 1920s All-Stars. And... Um, all right. So what I need is the 20 Major League Baseball pitchers with 18 or more strikeouts in a nine-inning game. Hey, it's Dan again. Another random sports trivia fact. In 1910, an incomplete forward pass earned teams a 15-yard penalty. If that were true today, the Minnesota Vikings would be ending every drive with a punt from their own end zone. It's funny because it's true. Back to the show. Time is up. (laughs) I feel like I did not contribute much to that list. All right, you guys Uh, ready? Sure. <laughs> so this Indeed. list does this list does go back quite a ways. Yeah, figured with a mat, the mat. Yeah, clue. exactly. And they're playing rounders. <laughs> so the twenty MLB pitchers with eighteen or more strikeouts in a nine-inning game. Max Scherzer is number one on the list with twenty. Got him. Okay, just the one. 
Wow. Oh, no, no. Sorry. Yeah. We sorry. I was like, I was sorry, like, sorry, sorry, I was, sorry, like, sorry. I was like, you wrote it down. No, he did it against, he did it against the Tigers, man. Please. That's when you say, speak up. got him. Sorry, I'm, I'm trying to type over here. Also with 20, Kerry Wood. I got him. I got him. Got him. <laughs> Again with 20, who has done it two times, Roger Clemens. Got him. Got him. Number four with 19, Randy Johnson. Got him. Got him. Number five with 19, David Cohn. Got him. Got him. Number six with 19, Nolan Ryan. Got him. Got him. Number seven with 19, Tom Seaver. Got him. Got him. Number eight, also with 19, Steve Carlton. Got him. Got him. Number nine with 19. If somebody has him, good for you, because this is from 1884. Hugh Daly. Yes. Yeah. Got him. Uh, no, I'm no, I'm kidding. We don't. Say <laughs> I vaguely recognize the name. <laughs> and number 10, also from the golden year of 1884, Charlie Sweeney was 19. Must have been the year of the pitcher back then. <laughs> Dead ball era. <laughs> 1884, getting him. Number 11 with 18, Corey Kluber. Got him. Do we have him? No. All right. Oh, number 12 with 18, Ben Sheets. Oh, really? Got him. Sheets. We did. Yeah, we got all oh, that big 12 to 6 curve. Come on, no. Wow. I number th- number 13 with 18, not Pedro, but Ramon Martinez. Got him. We just put Martinez. Andy put I, Martinez. I'm, I'm going to need you to. So I had Ramon you Martinez. You can see it in the chat. I definitely I had him on my fantasy baseball team that year. I was Andy, did you put, no, did I was definitely thinking Pedro. Okay. okay. Yeah. I mean <laughs> uh, honesty is good. There Appreciate go. that. Yeah. Number 14 with 18. Bill Gullickson. <laughs> yeah. Oh no. Nope. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> Number 15 with 18, Ron Gidry. Got him. Gidry, dude. No. <laughs> Number 16 with 18, Don Wilson. Nope. Nobody. Number 17 with 18, Sandy Kofax. Got him. And. The last three, if, if you got any of these, maybe one of them, hopefully. Number 18 from 1938, Bob Feller. Got him. Did you say you had him, JJ? Yeah, we had him. Okay. And number 19, Henry Porter from the uh, wonderful year of 1884, once again. Oh, geez. wow. You're the pitcher. Okay. And the last one from 1884, Dupee Shaw. I'm going to need those four names again, just for future reference. <laughs> if I ever get a time machine, the first thing I'm doing is going back to 1884 and watching all of these games. Yeah, it must've been yes. majestic. Just one, one, one to zero like games. So, so the one was Hugh Daly in Jul- July 7th of ni- 1884. Dupee Shaw was July 19th of 1884. 
Um, Charlie Sweeney was June 7th of 1884, and Henry Porter was October 3rd of 1884. Heading into halftime, we have a score of Fantasy Factory with 90, and Herding Cats with a score of 170. It's now time for the halftime show. It is now time for the halftime show. There will be five entertainment questions pertaining to sports, with each question worth 20 points. Question one of halftime. Derek Jeter hosted Saturday Night Live in December of 2001. One skit featured a song about a Mexican restaurant owned by Derek Jeter. The song parodies Kokomo by the Beach Boys. What was the name of Derek Jeter's restaurant? We can, uh, we can check in. Okay. Fantasy Factory is checked in. Herding Cats. What do you know about SNL? I know a lot about SNL, but <laughs> I think this is going to fall into a, a blind spot for both of us, Mason. I, I got nothing on this. I have one thing, and it's not the answer, but there was a skit like later on about this. I forgot the name of the place, but basically they were ordering tacos and they kept getting bigger and bigger until they needed like a to-go bag to fit the taco. And it was like wrapped in a pizza, wrapped in a, it was like the tacos were getting larger and larger, but that's not this skit. It's something different, but that's the only thing I can think of. that's like Mexican themed for an SNL skit. Okay. Well, it was based on Kokomo. So it needs to, so so the name of the place probably needs to fit that kind of taco then taco fits the cocoa taco way down in taco. We need a word to fit the beat. <laughs> taco bowl. I don't, I don't. At the taco bowl. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I mean, I don't know either. It's the beat, but like, is that, is that is that right? Is the question. Um, taco. I, let's go taco bowl. I I'm trying to think of a word that fits that that rhythm, but I guess yeah, bowl is probably the best thing. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. I've never seen it, but it fits the the meter so all right yeah let's go with taco bowl checking in with taco bowl and fantasy factory your answer (laughs) please um i think you guys are pretty close i think it goes uh gordita fajita Ooh, i want to eat you taco bowl no way is that right one team getting points here the correct answer is Derek Jeter's taco hole. So close. Um, Off Route 3 in Nutley, New Jersey, next to the Kinko's and El Duque's shoe repair, is Derek Jeter's taco hole. The fact that we got that close to it. I I thought you guys were going to back into it and I was going to be so pissed. How are we going to get hole? Like, we weren't going to come up with... Oh, we weren't going to come up with hole. But take take a minute and watch that when you get a chance. It's, it's, it's hilarious. Oh, it's so good. Question two. Season seven of Seinfeld, we meet a marathon runner named Jean Paul Jean Paul. <laughs> what country is Jean Paul Jean Paul from? That's it. That's all the content. That's, that's, <laughs> no, I that's all I need. Give me give me a second. I'll get there. I'm good because I'm not getting there. No, I, I love this. I love the show. I just gotta you name a character and you're like, where is he from? And that's that's the question to me. I'm sure. Why not? I mean, there's about 200 countries. We could. I mean, that's that's a that's a country. So. I think I think that's where he's from. 
All right, let's let's check it in. Bird and catch checked in. Fantasy Factory, you can talk it out. I don't feel like it's going to be anything near uh, athletically accurate in terms of where marathon runners typically hail from. And Jean- yeah, no, I think it's just going to be some stupid. Yeah, Jean Paul, Jean Paul. I mean, that sounds French if I've ever heard a French name. But Canada would be Seinfeldian. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> It's gonna be some freaking John Paul, John uh, Paul, just name, Quebec. Like, yeah, just take a random ass country and and take it and go. All right, I'm just gonna check in with Canada and go on to the next question. All right, that is and, a weird country. It's very weird. <laughs> Hurting cats. Your answer. So he's staying with Elaine. He he stayed with her before for a marathon and he missed it because he overslept so elaine said that it would never happen again and set a bunch of alarm clocks and none of them went off again he missed the race again i think he is from trinidad and tobago so just to correct you a little bit dan um he missed the race at the olympics due to an alarm clock issue that's right um and he came to the new york city to run in the new york city marathon and he is in that in fact from trinidad and tobago or as elaine said he's trinidadian and toboggan yes (laughs) i said it was some african country so so you weren't even close (laughs) so not even (laughs) (laughs) it's gotta be close well it's in the caribbean but other than that it's really close (laughs) so one team getting points here on to question number three and what everybody has been waiting for in D2. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and go. <laughs> we'll check Come in. back when the question's done. In D2, Gordon Bombay, inspired by his team, tried out for a minor league hockey team. What fictional team did Bombay become a star player for before suffering a career-ending knee injury? So like I said, I'm going to go ahead and head out and just let me know when the question's over with and and you got to give the people what they want. This is the sizzle reel right here. I'm a person. I don't want this. <laughs> Can we take this to the bench and see if uh, people actually like this? No. <laughs> I will I will ignore all of that. That's not giving the people what they want. <laughs> I've asked at least one person. Scott has told me he loves these questions. <laughs> no, he doesn't count. He's the one that started this whole thing. <laughs> We can, uh, we'll check in. Fantasy Factory's checked in. Herding cats. Let's talk about the Mighty Ducks. I'm just here for moral support for this question. I can see the jersey, Eric. It's it's like a like those uh, 70s Major League Baseball powder blue and like maroon. And there's it's either an A or an M on the front. But that's not going to get me very far. I I don't have anything, Mason. I, I I can't I can't come up with it. I never had anything, so you know. I'm hoping I get a pity point for being able to at least see that, but uh, I got nothing. We're gonna have to just tap out. Okay. Herding okay. Cats has tapped out on the Mighty Ducks question. Fantasy Factory, what was your answer? I actually just watched the first one with my son and my nephew. I could have sworn he was going to try out for a team in Dallas. We're checking with Dallas if we're allowed to. You can check in with whatever you want. Dallas. <laughs> All right. Means it's wrong. Yeah. <laughs> no team getting points here. The correct answer 
is the Minnehaha Waves. Nope. Minnehaha Waves. Nope. There's the M. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, <clears throat> Dan, you described the jersey perfectly. I mean, that's what it was. And that was at the end of the first one. You said, or like beginning of the second one. Beginning of, the, beginning of the beginning of the second. Okay. One see, I saw him get on the bus at the end of the first one. Uh, yep. Because Swarney said he was headed to Dallas or something. I remember it was way south of Minnesota where he was. But yeah, the, the movies aren't. I mean, as for being a, a, a three movies put together, they don't really follow much. Okay. We're going to go from Mighty Ducks to maybe a different sports movie that people like. The soundtrack to the movie Basketball <laughs> featured a ska cover of a popular 80s song originally performed by a Norwegian band. What song was covered and by what band? All right, let's let's check that in. Herding Cats has checked in. Fantasy Factory, talk amongst yourself. Honestly, I think the band they covered is ABBA, but I have no idea who may have possibly covered that in time for basketball to include it on their soundtrack on basketball it was like 90 it was like late 90s if that helps at all i mean not particularly i mean (laughs) (laughs) so uh i think will ferrell did the cover Um, i think it was weezer weezer yep okay what was the song name oh you want the song name or who covered it yeah you need the you need both right both yeah oh fun um not. <laughs> uh, I mean, we've never covered. I don't even know. I don't know a single song by ABBA. All I want to say is "Dancing Queen," but I don't even know if that's right. Dancing Queen, Dancing Queen by Weezer. We'll check it <laughs> Let's in. Let's go. Want to hear that? <laughs> <laughs> All right, and hurting cats. Your answer, please. You got us halfway there, Mason, and then. Yeah. Um. Well. I don't know many Norwegian bands, but one that I do know is uh, Aha, just Take On Me. Um, ABBA's Swedish, so I don't know where ABBA came from, but... They came from Sweden. Yeah, but I'm talking about... <laughs> That's typically how it works, buddy. Um, They're from Trinidad and Tobago. They're Trinidadian and Toboggan. <laughs> yes, they are. Um, but Dan came up with the other part, um, so we checked in with Take On Me by Real Big Fish. One team getting points. The correct answer is Take On Me by Real Big Fish. If it was a ska band from that time, there was a very good chance it was going to be Real Big Fish. Yeah. They did appear in the movie, actually, and were um, as the live entertainment at the home stadium of oh, the Milwaukee right. Beers. That's right, the Milwaukee Beers, yep. Bringing us to question five, I will read you this movie description. All I need is the name of the movie. Mason's out. <laughs> Tap out. <laughs> A teacher on exchange from England is placed in an underachieving, underachieving Texan school where she coaches the children in soccer, improving their self-esteem and leading to unexpected success. We're going to check in. Fantasy Factory's checked in. Herding cats. Mason, what do you got? Well, I'll defer to Dan. Well, thanks. I, I don't even recognize any movie that has this plot. Well, it's it's a soccer movie, so let's uh, think of soccer movies. And the ones I know don't fit that description. Okay, it's not. Okay, I can tell you what it's not. It's not Ladybugs. Right. I wish it was. It's not Bend It Like Beckham. It's not Bend It Like Beckham. <laughs> uh, okay, what's? I can see a a cover. Here's what I see. I see a picture of a kid in goal, and the ball has hit him right in the store. And he's got this look on his face like, oh, man, I just got hit. 
The kid is goofy looking. Do you have a time frame from this movie? Like when this came out? Mid 90s, probably. Okay, well, now it takes me out then. I mean, if that's the movie I'm even, I mean, if that's the right movie, I mean, that's the only other soccer movie I can think of. I can come up with it. My mind palace is getting me most of the way to, to these and I can't quite get there. The big green. That's the one that I'm thinking of. I'm fine with that. All right. We'll check in with the big green. Checking in with the big green and fantasy factory. What was your answer? Beep, beep, beep. He backed into it again. It is the big green, and it's an absolutely hilarious movie. Like they have a their goat, a goat is their mascot, and the goalie envisions like knights running at him when they have a breakaway coming directly at his face, or pirates when they're playing against the Buccaneers. The big green is the right answer. All right, both teams getting points. The correct answer is the big green. This movie starred. Steve Gutenberg and Patrick Renna. And Patrick Renna is actually who you're picturing, Dan. Um, he is also better known as Mason. What are you, what are you asking no? me? For? No, all right. Ham- Hamilton Porter from the South. Oh. oh, that's where I recognize him from. Okay. 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 I-, I didn't know who played him. I know the character now, but I don't know who plays him. Heading into the second half, we have a score of Fantasy Factory with 130. And hurting cats with a score of 230. Now on to the second half. We'd like to take a minute to invite you to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at BenchwarmersTP. We also have a Facebook group for fans of the pod called The Bench. Join us there to comment on the latest episodes and share cool sports facts and trivia. If you'd be willing to rate and review us on iTunes or Stitcher, we'd greatly appreciate the support so that other people may find this podcast. Thanks. Today's third quarter will be Odd One Out. The Odd One Out. For this quarter, there will be five categorized questions containing lists of six items. The teams will attempt to choose the item from the list that does not fit the given category. Each question is worth 20 points. Question one, odd one out. NHL single season scoring champions. So I will now name six players. You have to tell me who was not a single season scoring champion. So we have Daniel Sedin, Henrik Sedin, Jamie Benn, Nikita Kucherov, Steven Stamkos and Patrick Kane. <laughs> are you talking about points or are you talking yes, about points. goals? Points. points. Scoring champions, which would be the Art Ross Trophy. Uh, we'll check in. Okay, Fantasy Factory's checked in. Herding Cats, talk it out. The Sedins won, and won it in back-to-back years. Kucherov won it like last year, maybe, I think. Yeah, I, I recognize that name. I think I think he did win it recently. I don't know exactly how recently. I thought so. Okay, so we've got the two Sedins and Kucherov off. Right. I have no idea about Jamie Benn. I've Patrick never. Kane, I think, won it. Okay. So that puts us down between Jamie Benn and Stamkos. All right, so here's here's what I'm thinking. If it were me... I would have put in on this question, if I were writing this question, I would put someone in there that I didn't think anyone would think had won it. And I would put someone on there that I did think people would have thought won it. 
I would have thought Stamkos did win it, and I really don't know Jamie Benn all that well. I'm tempted to say Stamkos using that line of reasoning. Yeah, I had something similar early on. I was thinking maybe only one of the Sedins won it and that he threw the other one on as a trap. But if you're sure that they both won, then yeah, maybe that's the another line of thought to think about. If that, yeah, it's, a, I mean, it's a more household name. So maybe he didn't. Yeah. I, I don't know. I've never heard of Jamie Benn before, like prior to this question. Never. I know the name. I couldn't tell you who he plays for or who he played for. So okay. what do you say? You want to go Stamkos or you want to go Ben? Yeah, I'm fine with Stamkos just going off that logic. I mean, like I said, if we neither one of us know who Jamie Ben is, maybe that's maybe he has done it. And he's a scumbag. Oh, go ahead. He's apparently that, but the question is, was he a single season scoring champ? All right, so we're gonna go Stamkos then. Yep, sounds good. All right, go Stamkos. Checking in with Stamkos and Fantasy Factory. Your answer. We went with Sedin. Which one? Street, yes. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, Eric. The All right, not one. not wasn't even on there, so I wasn't even sure. I was like, I think that's the first name, Henrik, sure. or Daniel. <laughs> Henrik. You right. with Eric. Yeah. Yeah. Can we just take both? Damn it. <laughs> sure, I'll give you both of them. Still wrong. <laughs> so winning in 2009, 2010 was Henrik Sedin. 2010, 2011 was Daniel Sedin. 2015, 2016, we had Patrick Kane. 2018, 2019, Nikita Kucherov. And in 2014, 2015, Jamie Benn. Steven Stamkos was runner up in 2011, 2012, and 2012, 2013. So the correct answer, Steven Stamkos. Getting points for hurting cats. That's right. Stamkos was runner up to St. Louis, wasn't he? I believe so. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was Absolutely. that was a team right there. On to question two: NFL single season rushing champions. We have Demarco Murray, Charles White, Ricky Williams, Marshall Falk, Maurice Jones-Drew, and Priest Holmes. We can check in. Fantasy Factory's checked in. Hurting kids talking about. Right, so what are we down to? We've we eliminated Murray. we eliminated DeMarco Murray, Maurice Jones Drew, Priest Holmes, Ricky Williams. Yeah, Ricky's questionable. I think he did, you know, because he only played three seasons with the Saints. I think one of those seasons, maybe the second one, I think he might have led the league, but I'm not I'm not close to sure about that. Okay. So here's the deal. I really don't I I have barely any memory of Charles White. And we're down to someone who I think probably very well could have won it and someone I've never heard of. So same logic. Do we stay with the, with the horse we rode in on, on this one? I mean, so do you have an idea when Charles White played like early mid eighties, maybe? Yeah. I was about to say it had to be, I figured it was like seventies, eighties, but I just, yeah, I don't recognize the name. So I think the similar logic, we go with Marshall Falk just because you would think he would have done it. Yeah, I mean, I, I want to say, I mean, how did Falk not win it when he was playing with the Rams? But maybe I mean, they got all their all their yards through the air, the, you know? 
Well, if Ricky and Holmes would have done it, that would have blocked him a couple of those years, right? That's true. And you know what? I think Jamal Lewis won it around then too. Right. His 2000 yard season was around. Yeah. Then? Yeah. Okay. So, and then um, I'm trying to think. So I'm trying to think if there's any others. Sean Alexander won it around then too. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, like I said, if we feel good about Williams and Holmes and that would block out Falk for some of those years where he was really good. And we're just going to assume that Charles White won one back in the day and I, I couldn't even tell you who he played for. Yeah, that would, I mean, that might help, but I, I, even then. All right. So I, let's, let's, uh, until we're proven wrong, let's go with the, uh, let's, let's go with our strategy that's worked the first time. So, so we're checking in with Marshall Falk. We'll check in with Marshall Falk. And Fantasy Factory, your answer? Ricky, Ricky did it with the uh, Dolphins. Never did it with the Saints. The Saints have been historically bad rushing. Never anything good coming from there. But we uh, we also checked in with Marshall Falk. All right, both teams getting their points. The correct answer is Marshall Falk. Um, the best he finished was actually fifth. Wow. wow. So he's had, he's had some good 12, 1,300-yard seasons, just never enough to get him. All purpose, maybe, but not rushing. Yeah. On to question three. NBA Rookie of the Year. So we have Andrew Wiggins, Michael Carter-Williams, LaMarcus Aldridge, Rick Barry, Larry Johnson, and Ralph Sampson. We can check in. Fantasy Factory is checked in. Herding Cats talk about. Williams and Wiggins both won it. Yeah, those. Yeah, I feel good about those two. I'm almost positive that Larry Johnson won it, and we both kind of had an inkling Ralph Sampson. Yeah. Okay, so that brings us down to two again. Yeah, but this time, I mean, neither one of them seems obvious between all right. and Barry. Right. I'm just trying to place Aldridge was drafted mid 2000s, but I don't know the exact year. Well, can we think of who would have won the Rookies of the Year around then? Mid 2000s. That's what I'm trying to think. If we can place, kind of like the last one, if we can place names that you know block him out. Right. Okay. So LeBron. Right, but that's that's too early for Aldridge. He's okay. Not. Um, Chris Paul won it in the mid. That's mids. a that now we're that right around there is when Ald, he might be like a year or two younger. But that's the kind of that getting K, KD. So KD's that was the 07. That was 07. We've already talked about that today. Yeah, so see, is he before KD? Maybe it's some, it's like that four or five year with somewhere in there. Cause I mean, he's it's been around for a while. Okay. Who else was? I remember from an earlier episode that Emeka Okafor won it. Okay. That's going to, okay. That's, that's mid 2002. That's going to after LeBron, but before Chris Paul. I think. Okay. That place is right in the middle. So that's like 0405 then, because okay. I think Paul yeah. would have been 0506. Right. And then one in 06, 07. I don't know. Aldridge? <laughs> I mean Was that the was that the Brandon Roy year? I don't know. And that was the year he was drafted. Did he win it that year? I don't know that answer. Okay. I don't know that for sure. If that's the case, that would fill up the the pretty much the year span where I think Aldridge is drafted. Maybe the year after I don't, don't know that Brandon Roy won it though. I I know he had a big season. And Barry, I mean I I really don't have any context for that. Right, that's the thing. He was way back, like in the '60s. Right. So, very well could have won it back then. It's not. We can't do the same process for that. No. No. So, if we have most of that spam blocked out, I'm leaning towards that. But that's if we're if we're right about that. 
I don't know, Mason, pick one. I, what is your gut telling you? I'm leaning towards Aldridge just because, like I said, we kind of figured out most of them in that time frame where I think he's drafted. And so yeah. we just have to hope that he's not the the one that we we don't. And like I said, Rick Barry is just kind of a crapshoot. I, I don't know. He could have. I'm Go just, with your gut. Go with your gut on that. All right, we're going to check in with uh, LaMarcus Aldridge. And Fantasy Factory? Yeah, we uh, we checked in with uh, LaMarcus Aldridge. Pretty sure Brandon Roy won that 06 and KD of the 07. All right. Both teams getting points here. The correct answer is LaMarcus Aldridge. And that was correct. JJ Brandon Roy did win it in 2006-2007. Bringing us to question four. Men's college basketball final four participants in the last four tournaments. So the list we have is Duke, Oregon, Kansas, Loyola, Chicago, and Texas Tech. There's just five? Oh, yeah. Let's throw another one in there. <laughs> this is what happens when you do this at work. Uh, yeah, I was about to say, we, we, get, we got one for free. Well, I mean, no matter what one I throw in there, you know, it's not going to matter. So Right, so just leave it at five. Then. Yeah. Okay. I need to hear him again. Sure. So I'm going to put in Virginia, <laughs> Duke, Oregon, Kansas, Loyola, Chicago, and Texas Tech. Fantasy Factories checking in. All right. Herding cats, talk about. I think I think we're just down to, I think we're down to Duke. Yeah, Loyola did, Oregon did, Texas Tech with Culver did. Kansas and, and Loyola were both in the same Final Four with um, Villanova and Michigan. Okay, if you, like I said, if you're sure about that, then yeah, it's got to be, it's got to be Duke. Then. Unless it's Virginia. I'm kidding. <laughs> Virginia won one. Yeah, so, I know. <laughs> they're, they're definitely out. I think I got to go Duke. I mean, again, it's one of the ones that you would say for sure is one of them. That's yeah. That's why I was like between Duke and Kansas, there wasn't an obvious one. Where yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm almost positive though. Kansas was in that one. All right. We'll go with, we'll check in with Duke. Checking with Duke and fantasy factory, your answer. Uh, yeah. We also went Duke just because it doesn't really make sense that Duke hasn't made a final four in four years, especially with Zion Williamson and, was it Cam Reddick? And so, yeah, we also checked in Duke. The correct answer was Duke. Their last appearance was in 2015, where they defeated Wisconsin in the national championship. I told you that was a Wisconsin connection. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've cracked the code, Mason. I mean, yeah, almost. The third one, really, we didn't have that, but like. We're going to make Eric reevaluate how he writes these. It's my first time writing this one, so I got to, you know. Now makes me think this next one's going to be super easy. All right. <laughs> what I want are Heisman Trophy winners. So we have Derek Henry, Gino Toretta, Steve Spurrier, Jim Plunkett, Rashawn Salam, and Andrew Luck. Yeah, I know what you're getting at. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, think, I think that's it. I think we can check it in. Yeah. yeah we're checked in. Fantasy Factory, talk it up. Right, so you think Luck won? I, I really believe that Luck did win. I swear at some point he was going for a back-to-back and RG3 might have stolen it from him at Baylor. But I'm pretty sure that Luck won one. You know what the answer could be, Andrew Luck. I don't actually know. Yeah, hey, because that was like 20, 2010, 2011, right? Uh, yeah, something like that. I, remember R- I believe RG3 was at Baylor in like 2012. 2012 was Johnny. <laughs> I know that for 110%. Okay. 
Okay, and then RG3, RG3 right before that. Before that, Slobo's Luck robbed. I because I know Cam won two, so it had to be right around there. Mark Ingram as well. That's what. Okay, but if you don't think so, we can go. The old ball coach. Pick one. I really don't know. If you're if you're semi confident, Luck won, then we can go with Spurrier. All right. Let's go with it. The most Shakespeare. successful football career, Steve Spurrier. All right, and hurting cats. So we kind of did this one by in a similar way to um, kind of the rushing one, where we kind of eliminated the years around this person to get there. We know that Newton won one early in the 2010s. RG3 won one. Manziel, Winston, Mariota, and that pretty much eliminated Andrew Luck's collegiate career at that point, or very close to it. So we checked in with Andrew Law. Okay. So in 2015, Derrick Henry won. In 1992, Gino Toretto won. In 1970, Jim Plunkett won. In 1994, Rashan Salam won. In 2011, RG3 won. In 2010, Cam Newton won. And in 1966, Steve Spurrier won. Making our answer Andrew Luck, who was runner-up to both Cam Newton and RG3. Sorry, dude. No, I mean, it's, I didn't have enough thunder to, to take it away yeah. from you. I uh, I said the old ball coach stands out for some reason because I didn't follow college football when Pearl Harbor was bombed. <laughs> I mean, I don't even know if he was alive when Pearl Harbor was bombed. <laughs> I'm sure Matt would know. Matt was there. He won the Heisman in 70, probably not. I love the fact that Matt is not even close to being the oldest guy on the podcast, but we just make him out to be. <laughs> You know, I sent him that baseball uh, question from Sportagories, and he listed like three people, all from 1884. <laughs> <laughs> Hugh Daly? <laughs> he was roommates with Hugh Daly. After the third quarter, we have a score of Fantasy Factory with 190, Herding Cats with 330, bringing us to the fourth quarter. So the categories for today's fourth quarter. Category one is blue. Category two, October. Category three, how to dance in time. Category four, hate me. And category five, home. So blue is going to be football. October is going to be hockey. How to dance in time, college basketball. Hate me will be rivalries. And home is home court advantage. Now that the wagers are in... On to the question. Question one in the category blue. In 2018, the Dallas Cowboys selected Leighton Vander Esch from Boise State in the first round, making him the first player taken from Boise State in the first round since Doug Martin and what defensive end selected 19th overall? Chicken. Fantasy Factory's checked in. Herding Cats, talk it out. Mason, talk it out. I'm trying to remember his name. He, I can't even remember what team he played for, but I know that he was he was kind of a hybrid because I remember he played linebacker and he was a defensive end. Yeah, I, I'm not going to be able to help you with this one, Mason. I'm sorry. The only thing I know about him is he's white, but that doesn't help me. Can you grasp onto anything? I'm really, I, I think it's a longer last name, but that's not even like, I don't think it's anything common. It sucks. Like I said, I have an inkling. I just can't can't put a name to it. I guess we can so throw good old, uh, good old uh, Bibby Smith. <laughs> sure, why not? That could be his name. I don't I don't know. All right, we're gonna check in with Bibby Smith for one hundred. 
Okay, and Fantasy Factory, your answer and point wager, please. We didn't really have any guesses. Uh, so we uh, picked a defensive player that we knew went to Boise State, Demarcus Lawrence. For how many points? 90. All right, neither team getting points here. The correct answer is Shea McClellan. Drafted by the Bears, he only lasted five years in the NFL, but did earn a Super Bowl ring as a member of the Patriots in Super Bowl 51. Yeah. Half the league has won a Super Bowl with the Patriots. Uh, You were right on the white guy with the long name. Okay, on to question two. Category October. What two NHL Hall of Famers were born on October 5th, 1965, in the same province of Quebec? Both were drafted in the 1984 draft. Combined, they went on to win six Stanley Cups in their playing careers and five Conn Smythe trophies. Fantasy Factory checking in. All right, Fantasy Factory's checked in. Both, both born in Quebec, so we're thinking French names. Right, you, you would think. So big names from back from that time period. I, Mario Lemieux, um, Patrick Waugh. They're both around the same age. They're both in the Hall of Fame. They both have French last names. <laughs> okay about that. That's fine. I mean, we, yeah, I mean, we get so much writing on this one. So, yeah. All right. Let's, let's go Wah and Lemieux for zero points. Okay. And Fantasy Factory, your answer in wager, please. Uh, we went with uh, Gretzky, two of them. <laughs> the brothers. Because, because Wayne won all of the accolades. Uh, also zero points. All right. One team not getting points and the other team also not losing points. Um, the correct answer is Mario Lemieux and Patrick Waugh. Um, Lemieux also did go on to win three more Stanley Cups as owner of the Pittsburgh Penguins. Question number three. How to dance in time. In 2013, men's, bas- men's college basketball tournament saw what... 15 seeds score a huge upset over a two seed and followed it up with another big win over a seven seed before falling to Florida in the sweet 16. All right. We'll check in. That's right. All right. Herding cats has checked in fantasy factory. Talk it out. I think that was Florida Gulf coast run from the 15 seed to the sweet 16. Or was this George Mason? George Mason had a very historic run. Don't remember how far they got, but I'm good with Florida Gulf coast. All right. We'll check in with that. How many points did we check in? I forgot. 25 on this one. Yeah, 25. Okay, and Herding Cats, your answer and wager, please. Yeah, um, I remember watching them. They're a pretty exciting team. I was hoping they make it a little bit further than that. Um, but we also checked in with Florida Gulf Coast for 100 points. Oh, geez. <laughs> <laughs> Both teams getting points on that, some more than others. The correct answer is Florida Gulf Coast defeated number two seed Georgetown and then number seven seed San Diego State. Question four, category hate me. Real Madrid versus Barcelona is considered one of the biggest football soccer games in the world. It is among the most viewed annual sporting events and is one of the biggest rivalries in sports. The match goes by what name? All right, we'll check in. Herd and Cats has checked in. Fantasy Factory, talk it out. Yeah, I was just throwing some random stuff out there. I said the Battle of Spain, the Spanish Armada, and that's an international soccer somehow eludes me. Then JJ stepped in and said El Clasico, and for some reason that rang a bell. So we'll check in with El Clasico for 50. <laughs> All right, and Herding Cats, your answer and wager. 
So uh, Sp- Spanish sports is doing it for me today. Um, What's not doing it for you, Dan? Um, D3 or D2. <laughs> John Ola Rudy Fernandez. Um, but yeah, it is it is El Clasico. I'm pretty sure that is it. That's uh, that's what we came up with though for 100. Both teams getting their points. Correct answer is El Clasico. Sergio Ramos has the most appearances in these matches with 44, and you'll never guess who has the most goals. Mason? Sergio Romo. <laughs> Lionel Messi. Oh. Lewandowski. <laughs> At least you guys guessed soccer players. I guessed a pitcher that blew the series for the Twins. What's new? And the final... They've only lost, eight, they've only lost 18 straight. Don't. Don't give me that. I swear, you pick on me. You rip on me 13, 14 more times, I'm out of here. <laughs> hey, we might have a shot at winning now. <laughs> trying to get you out of your game, Dan. It's just not working. Bring us to the final question of the night. Category home from the following sports leagues. The NFL, the NHL, Major League Baseball, the NBA, men's college basketball, and college football. What team in each league holds the record for the longest home winning streak in the regular season? I won't make you give me all six, just two, but I will give you an extra 10 points for each extra correct answer. Oh, we can check in. Fantasy Factory's checked in, Herding Cats talking about. All right, so we're, we've come to, a, to an agreement on Kentucky for college basketball. I'm pretty sure it's the Miami Hurricanes for college football. Yeah. Unless I, that's been beaten recently. I don't know that it has. Um, like I said, I threw in Alabama just because they've had multiple periods of dominance. So I, I just kind of, it was kind of a gut reaction, but I mean, I don't know how long Miami's was. I, I'm, okay. I know they had a long one. I don't know. I'm fairly confident in the 92, 93 Pittsburgh Penguins. They, they had a, an extremely long streak. So I don't know which one between Miami and Pittsburgh to put I mean, down for our. I, I feel like you jumped on with Miami right off the bat. I'm a... uh, here, I know they had it. I don't know if they still do. I mean, I'm good with Kentucky and Miami as our, you know. Okay. Then we'll go the Pittsburgh Penguins for a bonus. The Lakers and the Dolphins. Is that what you want to go? Uh, if you want to go, pay, I mean, we talked about Dolphins and Patriots. If you feel better about Patriots, it's fine. I just, I again, that was kind of like just thinking about the 70s Dolphins being on. So I, I don't feel better about either one of them. I, okay. I bet you they're one, too. Okay. So I'm I'm good with whichever one you want to go with on that. All right, so we're gonna we're gonna check in with the Kentucky Wildcats for basketball, Miami Hurricanes for college football for our main two. Then we'll say the Pittsburgh Penguins, the Miami Dolphins, the Los Angeles Lakers, and the Baltimore Orioles. Okay, and Fantasy Factor, your answers, please. We, uh, let's see, our main two, we said Miami for NCAA football. UCLA was college basketball. Pats, Canucks, Rockets, and Giants. Okay, so what were your main two? Um, Miami for college football and UCLA for basketball. Okay. All right, and how many points? Five. And Dan and Mason, did you guys say how many points? 30. All right. So one team getting points on this one. Let's go through the list. The NBA, 
with 54 home wins in a row is the Golden State Warriors. Oh. Oh. That was between 2015 and 2016. Major League Baseball, there's actually a tie. I would have accepted either. We have the Boston Red Sox with 24 in a row in 1988 and the Pittsburgh Pirates with 24 in a row in 1978. In the NHL, we have the Detroit Red Wings with 23 in a row between 2011-2012. Glad we didn't go with the Penguins. (laughs) In the NFL, we have the Miami Dolphins with 27 in a row between 1971 and 1974. College basketball. We have the Kentucky Wildcats with 129 home wins in a row between the years 1943 and 1955. And to round it out, we have college football, the Miami Hurricanes with 58 in a row between 1985 and 1994. So Herding Cats gets their 30 points plus an additional 10 points. The game has come to an end, and here are the final scores. With a score of 150 points, we have the Fantasy Factory. And our clipboard captains of the game, who are receiving the coveted Blair Keel Award, with a score of 460 points, hurting cats. So congratulations, Mason and Dan. Your first time teaming up together was successful. Yeah, Mason, you uh, we, we worked pretty well together, I'd say. Yeah, I, I think we did well. We can we can do it again. I'm I'm okay with that. Yeah. Um. Honestly, though, I think uh, hearing hearing our guest Andy talk stuff out, I think we would have done well together too. So, um, Andy, if you ever want to come back on, I'd be happy to take you as a partner. Um, just just throwing that out there. I'd be happy to be back. Just this round was there was nothing in my uh my sweet spot. We'll most <laughs> definitely have you back on, Andy. I'm more than happy to come back anytime. Guys, just let me know. No, well, thank you for coming on tonight. Um, thanks for listening, and um, it was fun. I'm just sorry, my game's a little tough. But... A little. I'm just kidding. <laughs> thanks, guys. Thanks for listening to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. And until next time, we'll keep the bench warm. That ball hit high and deep. Stretch. Stretch. Get on back there. They look up. You can put it on the ball. Yes. Yes. Into deep left center for Mitchell, and we'll see you tomorrow night. That great music you're listening to is by Justin Nozick. Thanks to him for producing that music for us. You've been listening to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. Make sure to check us out on all of our social media. We are at Benchwarmers TP.